Welcome back to the Strong As Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Indy, and today we're going to be chatting about all things nutrition, metabolism, and basically getting down to how much you should be eating throughout the day. Because this is honestly the number one question I get asked, and it is such a diverse answer. Like, I cannot just give you one number. Um, So I want to deep dive into everything so that you know exactly what you're doing with your nutrition when you get started with your fitness journey. Before we get on into this, don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your story, tag your friends, share this around, leave a review um, so that all this information can get spread around and everyone can get the knowledge, okay? We don't want any more 1,200 calorie diets over here, so spread the brain gains, okay? So in this episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of some of the nutrition stuff. But first, I want to walk you through what it looks like to work with me as a coach, because I feel like this is going to give a bigger picture of how to do this for yourself. And obviously, having a coach is very, very helpful when it comes to nutrition stuff, just being accountable and also having someone else to see it from another perspective. But when you first start out um, and you're trying to figure out if you need a diet, if you need a reverse diet, if you need to find out like how much you want to eat for your goals. Like the first thing you want to do and what I do when I get a new client is look at their nutrition history. Okay. It seems weird when it is coaching yourself, right? When when it's figuring out what you should do with your nutrition for yourself, it's odd to think about what has my nutrition looked like before. And so looking at your nutrition history, figuring out what you've been eating, figuring out where you are falling short is the biggest first step into figuring out where you can make changes. So generally, if a person is comfortable with tracking macros, I'm going to have them track their macros for a week just to see where their food is falling. This is going to be going to give a picture of what they're eating throughout the day because I'm going to see what foods they're eating. It's going to give a picture of where their fiber is falling, where their protein is falling, where their carbs are falling, and where their fats are falling. And all of this stuff is going to help me determine where we need to increase foods and where we can make improvements, right? So if you are work, if you are working by yourself on these things, track your food for a week. Maybe you don't feel comfortable using my fitness pal, but What you could do is literally just write out all your meals for the week. It's going to bring awareness to it, right? You're probably going to notice, oh, I didn't eat fruits like five days out of this week. Maybe I should have more fruit. Oh, I didn't eat vegetables at all this week. Maybe I should increase my vegetables next week. Oh, I didn't have any protein, right? Like those things are going to draw attention to it and you're going to be able to figure out where you need to increase some things where you could improve. And those are the easiest first steps you can take, right? If you want to get deeper into it um, and, you know, start tracking calories and get more accurate, then track your calories for a week. But if you're feeling a little intimidated by everything, I highly suggest just recording everything that you eat so that you kind of know where you're falling short on things. Or also pay attention to what your portion sizes of things are looking like, right? So measure out your foods, measure out what a serving size of that food is. Um, So like look at the back of a box of food, see how much is a serving size and measure out how much you're eating just so that you know that right now, maybe you're having cereal every morning and you're having four servings. You can already take account of like, how many calories is that? Like just start noticing it, right? I'm not saying to make a huge change that first week, just start figuring out where you can bring awareness to it 
and where you could maybe improve some things. Like maybe having four servings of cereal every single morning is not benefiting you very much because that's a lot of carbs, right? It's a lot of sugar. Um, and you're having a crash mid crash in the morning. Maybe you're having a crash because you only ate carbs for the breakfast, right? So where can you improve that? Maybe next week have two servings of cereal instead and have some eggs with it, right? You're adding in some protein, you're adding a little bit of fat and you're having your cereal. Um, and still getting that satisfaction of having that meal. So first week is always just recording what you've been eating. Second week is starting to make those simple changes, right? Um, if you work with me, generally I'll give you a calorie and a protein goal your second week, or if you're like all in and you just want to go all in, it's going to be protein, um, carbs and fats that you're going to be tracking and then also paying attention to fiber. So the next thing I want to go over is if you decide to track your calories, which I highly recommend everyone try to do the first few times that you track, it is going to be a learning game. Okay. You really have to pay attention to serving sizes. You really have to pay attention to little ingredients that you may forget to normally track. Like drinks have calories, oils have calories, sauces have calories, dressings have calories, like salaries, calories. <laughs> um, so it's like kind of a learning game to figure out how to track all of the serving sizes and how to track all the little ingredients. So that's the first thing to get used to. Once you're ready to start setting a goal for yourself, do not use whatever my fitness pal spits out for you. All right. That is the biggest thing I want you all to understand. Do not use what it spits out for you. It is pretty much always inaccurate on my fitness pal. Like my fitness pal, I don't know why that is one of the most inaccurate ones. And honestly, a lot of it is going to be because we mis evaluate ourselves on our activity level when we plug in our information for my fitness pal. So it spits out a number that it's completely wrong for us. In addition, it is simply using, uh, numbers or like you simply using your height, your weight, and your goals to figure out a number for you. But what if you have been eating barely anything and now it's giving you a number that's way higher? You are going to see a little bit of fat gain, right? What if you have been eating a ton and now it's giving you a number that's way lower? You are going to see like drastic energy drops and see a lot of changes that aren't normal. You could take it way slower and take a, a calorie deficit and a diet way slower and see more progress without eating barely anything. So just want to preface that there. So figuring out how much you should be eating after you've tracked your food for a week. If you have tracked your food for a week and you're seeing a high day, a low day, a midday in terms of calories, find the average of all that. So find the average of what you've been eating and eat that the next week. All right eat that the next week. If it's extremely low, then increase it a little bit. When you were doing this, you're trying to find what your maintenance is. So getting yourself to eat a specific amount every single day is going to start regulating your um, energy levels throughout the day. And it's also going to give you a maintenance calorie intake that you can look at and increase or decrease depending on your goals. If you are eating less than 1600 calories, I do not at all recommend a calorie deficit. Okay. We're not dieting. We're not doing any of that stuff, especially if your goals are to tone. Okay. If you're eating below that, I do not recommend dieting further. Okay. Um, so this is the point where metabolism stuff comes into play. 
I'm just going to go into some of the metabolism stuff. It's going to get a little sciencey for a moment, but I feel like it'll be a good way for you all to paint a picture of what your body's actually doing and why going into a extreme calorie deficit is not a good idea, especially if you've already been eating less than 1600 calories. All right, let's deep dive into metabolism. So what is metabolism? First of all, human metabolism is the conversion of food into heat, work, and stored energy. So calories, energy, and food are consumed and then broken down into smaller components. And this chemical energy is used in body functions and processes with some loss to the environment as heat. Um, so only a limited amount of energy can be stored. So the body needs a constant supply of energy in the form of food to be broken down into energy for bodily functions through your metabolism. So actually there are multiple parts to metabolism. This is why it's so important to kind of understand this stuff. So you understand why eating a little, little amount of food is not good for your body. Okay. So, um, the largest part of your metabolism is going to be your resting or basal metabolic rate. And then you have three other things. Um, you have the thermic effect of activity. So movement, you have the thermic effect of food. So heat or energy lost when you're breaking down food and then non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically like if you fidget, you're going to be burning a little bit more calories than someone else. Right. Um, just basically just like little movements that you make throughout the day, um, are going to make up that portion. So going into the resting basal metabolic rate, um, this is also known as RMR or BMR. So you've probably seen this somewhere on Instagram, honestly, but this accounts for 60 to 75% of your metabolic expenditure. Okay. So this is the total number of calories that are burned when your body is completely at rest. All right. Completely at rest. It supports breathing, circulating blood, organ functions, and basal neurological functions. So it increases more with lean body mass. So when you have more muscle mass, it's also going to increase a little bit, not a ton, but it will increase, right? So this is just something to be aware of that your body is burning a bunch of calories already when you are literally just laying down. Okay. So I know tons of people love to, and I did this too, like try to increase their activity levels to burn as much calories as possible. And to be honest, that does not have as much effect as you think it does, right? So your basal metabolic rate makes up way more of your daily energy expenditure than your activity levels. So that's just something to be aware of, you know, rather than doing millions of hours of cardio, maybe you should increase some of your muscle mass, build up your strength in your, around your tendons and your ligaments and your bones and all that stuff. So you can feel strong as heck, see some toning like everyone wants, which is just increasing your lean body mass and, you know, burn some fat just by learning how to improve your diet and by learning how to resist and train. But anyways, that's besides the point. So there's a few other things. Um, I'm just, I just want to go over them so you kind of understand them a bit more. So thermic, thermic effective food, I'm sorry, I'm so terrible at speaking sometimes. Thermic effective food is 10% of your metabolic rate. So this is pretty low, but essentially um, it's just the energy that's expended as you break down food. And something interesting to note is that protein takes more energy to break down than both carbohydrates and fats. So something to interest you all. Um, and then thermic effective activity. So this is normally going to be around 10 to 15%, but it can be up to 30%. 
However, that's going to be for people that are like athletes, right? They are training like four to six hours every single day, right? They're training a lot. Most of us do not have time for that. Most of us do not need to do that. And if you're going to be doing that, you need to have so many other things under control, um, like your stress levels, um, your rest, you need to be sleeping a ton. Like there's so many other things that need to be under control to be able to have that high of a thermic effect of activity by being like an athlete or something. Just something to note about activity levels. And then last thing is, I kind of already went over it, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is basically just things that are like fidgeting if you take the stairs instead of an elevator, um, standing instead of sitting, just little things that can play a role in increasing your daily metabolism. And it's not really a specific percentage of your metabolism. But going back to this entire episode, I just want to highlight, again, I know I've already highlighted it, but the fact that your basal metabolic rate is the biggest portion of your metabolism, okay? And basal metabolic rate is going to be making up a decent chunk of your calories and no one should be eating less than their basal metabolic rate um, unless they want to feel terrible and have different things shut down in their in your body, right? So your basal metabolic rate is responsible for things like breathing and circulating blood and organ functions, um, hormones, all that stuff plays a role here. And eating really, really low calorie is going to cause less energy to be put towards these things. That's why eating disorders are so dangerous. I had one, right? That's why they're so dangerous because you were eating less than your basal metabolic rate usually. And therefore you have less energy going towards those systems. And a lot of times you end up having things like slowed heart rate. If you get really deep into an eating disorder, because your body doesn't have enough energy to simply survive. So um, I just wanted to cover that so that you kind of get a picture of what metabolism is. And then quickly, I want to cover um, some basics around macronutrients because I didn't do that yet. Um, so macronutrients are the big things that we take in, right? So these are going to be proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and then alcohol actually counts as one, but it is not very important and it's non-essential. So the other ones are essential. That one, alcohol is non-essential and doesn't do much for our body. Um, so protein is going to be the macronutrient that builds tissues, right? So it is involved in building tissues. This is not just muscle tissue. It's involved in building all tissues, okay? It plays a very big role in our lives. So that's why it's actually very important to get protein in. As for how much you should be eating, what I would recommend to everyone is to eat about 0.8 grams per pound of body weight to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. So that's where I would start out. And that's, that's basically an answer for you. How much should you be eating for protein? There's your answer. And then going into the other two. So you have carbohydrates and fats. Both of these are very, very important. Okay. Um, we're not doing keto over here unless you actually have to, because of a medical reason, we don't want to do it. Okay. Carbohydrates are very important. They are used for our brain function. Our brain prefers them. So carbohydrates, main source of energy for your body. Um, and we need them. Okay. Fats are also an energy source. However, they are also involved in hormones and transporting hormones and all that. So they are also very, very crucial. Um, and I would not recommend anyone ever go below 40 grams of fats each day. 
Just something to be aware of, especially as a woman, because you know how important hormones are. So that's kind of the basics of all of that. Now I'm going to wrap it back to the beginning of this episode and talk a bit more about how much you need. Okay, so tying it back to the very beginning of this episode, we went over the fact that you can just make some habit shifts, right? So if you are intimidated by tracking, start making habit shifts. That's going to be your main priority. Kind of figure out what you've been eating, kind of pay attention. Maybe you don't track every single day, but just figure out how much you've been eating of protein, how much you've been eating of carbs, how much you've been eating of fat, just so you kind of know where those things are lying. Just kind of pay attention to that stuff. I would honestly mostly pay attention to how much protein you've been eating and then pay attention to how much um, fiber you've been getting in and veggies and fruits and start increasing those things um, if you've been under eating them. So that would be the biggest thing if you're making habit shifts. If you're getting into tracking, so this is going to tie back to the metabolism. This is going to tie back to having tracked your food for a week and ate it maintenance for a week. All right. So you've ate it maintenance for a week. You've tracked your calories the week before that. And we're seeing where they um, were lying. Now you got to figure out where your food needs to go, right? You got to figure out if you want to increase, if you want to decrease, if you want to stay at that maintenance level. Um, and this is going to be harder to do on your own, especially Um, and honestly, even with all this knowledge that I'm giving you, I would still recommend like diving into more education on this stuff just so you can fully understand it. Because even with me just explaining to you, it's kind of hard to understand without doing it yourself, without seeing other stories of people doing it and without seeing it like visually. I'm going to give you all a big secret. Okay. So there is one, one specific website that I know of that is generally fairly accurate with estimating where your calories should be to be at maintenance. Okay. Um, and I think it's called like caloriecalculator.net or something. So I highly recommend looking that up once you figured out where your maintenance is falling right now and just see where it estimates your maintenance to be. Okay. This is an estimate. Okay. Keep this in mind. This is an estimate, but if you are below that maintenance level, and especially if you're far below that maintenance level, and you have body recomposition goals, or if you have toning goals, it's probably time for a reverse diet. So what happens when you've been under eating for a while, which is going to be the case if you're under eating, um, if you're below that maintenance level, that estimated maintenance, if you've been under eating for a while, your metabolism will shift downward, right? It'll slow down a little bit. It's not broken. It's not damaged. It can be easily fixed. Okay. Just by increasing your food slowly. And that's what this is. That's what a reverse diet is. So you're going to want to slowly, slowly increase up and figure out where your body is feeling happy at. Okay. So essentially you're going to want to pay attention to your energy levels throughout the day, your strength in the gym, um, how your body's responding to everything. Take progress pictures every single week on an empty stomach, you know, just pay attention to those things as you're doing this. So that would be my suggestion. If you're like beneath that maintenance intake, slowly increasing week by week, or probably every two weeks or every three weeks. And then once you get to that uh, maintenance where you are feeling comfortable, it's probably for most people, it's going to be between 1800 and 2400 calories for most women. Um, But I would increase up to there and then stay at maintenance for a bit, hang out there and then go from there on where you want to go. Now, what happens if you have fat loss goals and you have been eating at the calorie estimate or the maintenance calorie estimate that I gave you. 
um, you're going to want to slowly decrease, right? That's what a diet is. That's what a cutting phase is. I like the name cutting phase because it sounds way better than diet, in my opinion. But that's what that is. You're going to want to slowly decrease food. I would slowly decrease by like 200 for at first, then maybe 300. And then at the lowest, I would say probably 500, 600 beneath that. Um, but I don't want you getting super low. Okay. This is honestly so hard to explain without seeing where people's numbers are at, but I'm trying to give you like generalization of some of the stuff, which is hard to do. And then if you're wanting to build a decent amount of muscle, if you want to go into a growing phase, you're going to want to increase your food. Okay. Start increasing your food above your maintenance levels. But yeah, I just talked so much. I hope some of that kind of makes sense. If you guys have specific questions, concerns about anything that I said, let me know. Um, I was just going over generalizations about all the stuff. So again, take everything with a grain of salt, especially if you have something like, like a hormonal issue or anything like that. Just, just be aware of all those things. Um, another thing that I want to note is that if you have a lot of life stressors at the moment, I would recommend staying at a maintenance level. I would recommend just increasing protein and veggies and fruits um, and increasing the quality of your foods, right? So um, increasing um, like having more sweet potatoes instead of just white potatoes and like essentially just have more whole foods and stuff like that um, and things with more nutrients, micronutrients in them. Um, I would recommend doing that. And if you have a hormonal issue, definitely make sure to, to I don't, I would suggest getting a coach or talking to a registered dietitian and just kind of figuring out what they're suggesting for you to do because hormonal issues can play a role in what your body is comfortable doing and how your body will respond, okay? I have went through hormonal issues before, okay? And I could not go into a diet during like for like two years because of that. Um, did I really physically need a diet? No. Um, but part of me wanted to go into like a leaning out phase, right? And I couldn't do it. I had to make sure that my hormones were in check before I could do any of that because hormones play a huge, a huge role in the results that you see. Um, so just some things to note. Um, another thing would be if you are first starting out, I honestly, unless you have a decent amount of fat to lose and it's like a health issue, I would not suggest going into a cutting phase right away. I would suggest, you know, increasing your activity level by working out, doing resistance training, um, increasing your steps. So try to hit eight to 12 K steps each day. Um, and making sure you're getting enough sleep and then start eating at maintenance levels and increasing your protein intake and stuff like that. Like that's where I would suggest you go for, right. Rather than starting a, um, steep change in your diet, just start seeing how your body's responding to all those things. Because a lot of times, especially if you're first starting out, your body's going to respond really, really well. Um, and you don't need to go into a deficit to see some fat loss, especially if you're building muscle, especially if you're building muscle and increasing your protein intake, um, and just paying attention to your food more than you ever have. Um, so yeah, I think that covers everything again. Let me know if you have questions and if you have anyone that you want to bring want me to bring on the podcast, let me know. That'll be the end of this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, again, share this episode on your stories, on Instagram and TikTok, whatever. Um, and you can find me at Fit by Indie on Instagram. Um, 
yeah, coaching link is in the description of this. If you're curious about anything, um, it'll just set you up with a free call with me. So um, that'll just be a free call to chat about how I can help you. So that's something that if you're really confused at the end of this, we can chat one-on-one if you click that link. All right, I'm going to stop rambling now because I feel like this episode was really, really rambling. But I hope everyone has a wonderful day, night, whatever, and deuces.